On today's show, you know her as Nancy from The Facts of Life. Please welcome Belize Schachter. Hello, greetings from New York. Uh, today, you're going to hear some facts about my life. Welcome to the Mike Grand Show. And today's special guest is from the Facts of Life. She was one of the original girls on the show. She played Nancy. Please welcome Felice Schachter. Hey, Felice, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You're We're going to have so much fun today. We're going to go down memory lane, see what you've been up to, and and really go over your career today. So we're going to have lots of fun. So what I want to know is, how did you get started in acting? Um, my mother put me into acting when I was only six months old. So it wasn't much of a choice. She just decided that uh, I would do well with commercials and modeling. And my career started as a Pampers baby and Ivory Snow and Downey and um, things like that. And then I grew up doing toy commercials and modeling for Sears and JCPenney and other clothing companies and uh, those were my early years in the business. Okay. And then after that, at some point, you know, you, you have your experience and I heard you were actually up for the role of Kimberly Drummond on mm -hmm. different strokes. Can you tell us about that? Um, Actually, my, I started with the company that produced Facts of Life. They found me, they were looking for uh, the older sister on Hello, Larry. The, I think Krista Eriks, was it Krista Erickson who played the role? The one with Kim Richards and McLean Stevenson. And um, they actually flew me out to LA to um, meet with the, the network on that. And then that didn't work out. And they, I believe they put me under contract and were looking for a show for me. And um, the first, the, the next one was um, Different Strokes, and which I did do the presentation for the network with the cast. Um, but then they changed their mind, decided they wanted to go with somebody who was, in, in those days, they said all American looking and all American looking was considered to be blonde hair and blue eyes. Obviously that's changed quite a bit. Um, but I, you know, if you had dark hair, you weren't all American looking. So um, that's what I was told anyway. Uh, so yes, Dana Plato was, was more all American than I was, um, did the role. And then the next step was they brought me in um, to do the facts of life after they had decided, uh, to use Charlotte, you know, make a series for Charlotte when they uh, had me come in. Yep, so Charlotte Ray was on the first season of Different Strokes. They spun Mrs. Garrett off into the facts of life, and they filmed the backdoor pilot as an episode of Different Strokes. So mm -hmm. you were a part of that. Um, can you tell us what it was like uh, when you found out, you know, you got the role, and, you know, that episode, I believe it was Nancy wanting to get 
having to get a scholarship, correct? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you joined um, the school play. Mm -hmm. you could, your memory is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I think I felt like, um, yeah, it was about time because I'd been like for years with the company, you know, pulling me in and out of projects and calling me. And I was like, oh, this is great. And um, I really enjoyed working with the other girls. We made uh, very good friendships and we had a lot of fun. And I loved, loved Gary and Todd so much. And uh, we got to, you know, we were lucky that we got to work, uh, we had school rooms and, you know, uh, on the, it was a studio. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the studio. It was, I can't remember, it was 40 years ago. Um, but we all like had school in the same area. So I'd see Dana and Kim and I'd see Todd and Gary. And, you know, when we were on breaks, we'd, you know, hang out or roller skate around the studio. Because um, Tootie wasn't the only one on roller skates. I mean, we all, we all like would have our own roller skates and roller skate around. Um, it was fun, it was fun. Tell us what it was like um, you're creating your character of Nancy. Did you have any input in that? Or was that all just on the script? Did the producers- Well, the writers didn't create a character. That was a big problem. Um, you know, they brought me in to do the show for whatever reason. And then there was like really no character written. And there were obviously the other characters were much stronger characters. And I would go and sit with the writers and just let them get to know me. And I guess at that point in my life, I was very boy crazy. So that's why they wrote in the parts about Roger. You know, uh, it was a reflection of me at that moment in my life. <laughs> And Roger was the person, your boyfriend, who was always on, you were always on the phone with, but we never mm -hmm. got to see Roger in person. No. So he was like I, Carlton the doorman. He was like Carlton the doorman on Rhoda. Was it Rhoda that had Carlton the doorman? Yep. Like so we never got to see Roger, but if you could imagine Roger, who, who were, is there anybody you would have thought of back in the day? That oh, you every day it was someone different. <laughs> but I really had a big crush on Mikhail Baryshnikov at the time, who was a well-known ballet dancer. Um, and he actually was filming a special with Liza Minnelli at the studio and their rehearsal hall was next door to our rehearsal hall. And I was besides myself, besides myself. I learned how to speak Russian. So when he would pass by our classroom, I would scream out, which means I love you in Russian. <laughs> and fans would know too, fans of the series, there's actually a little um, plot line with, um, him when you when uh, Roger was going to take Blair over you to see him in um I don't remember that you're you have an amazing memory I didn't know that yeah because <laughs> uh, yeah and and I I want to say it was season three maybe where I was not in season three what, what, I was when you came first season yeah when you came back um for the guest oh. appearance Oh, that's when I was in college. Okay, yeah, I was way in college. You know, I'd get graduated from college. Or yeah, because I, 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 I remember I did that. I, I believe it was Tootie um, you were talking to in the room where um, I forget exactly what was said, but um, Tootie had a secret, and uh, that was that Roger was going to go see Barishnikov with Blair. Oh, that's funny. Okay, they, they did that because they knew how much I love Barishnikov. Yeah. You know who else I loved at that time, but I actually knew him, he was, he was a friend, it was Christopher Reeves. Um, 
and he was close friends with the publicist on the show at that time. Oh, sorry. Um, and he signed, he had been on the cover of Los Angeles Magazine, this great photo where he's pulling uh, his suit open and there's a big heart. It was a Valentine's issue. And he signed it to all of us. And uh, the girls, the girls let me have it because they knew how much I, I really liked him. He, you know, he's respond. He's actually, I have to say, thanks to him, I, I went to college because when I, I got into college, uh, he went to Cornell. When I got into college, you know, I, my, all my friends were modeling and acting. You know, they were like, uh, you know, we're not going to college. We're, you know, we don't want to give up our careers. And I knew that education was really important and I was conflicted because my career was in a great place. And my mother, who knew he had gone to Cornell and then, you know, had a great acting career. Excuse the sounds of New York in the background. <sighs> um, I don't know if you heard here. That, that, that's okay. all you need to do. Just tell them to be quiet and they're quiet now. The police? No, thank God they're working at least. They're allowed <laughs> to work today. Okay. Um, sorry, we're not getting political. Um, <laughs> Anyway, back to Christopher Reeve. Uh, so my mother knew um, that I was, you know, my mother knew it, it had always instilled an importance of it, education to me. And so she had, when I, we were at some event or something, she had him talk to me. And he, after speaking to him, I decided, yeah, I'm going to go to college. My career can always come later. So, yep. you know, my career, I didn't even, after I went to college, I never really had much of a career, but I'm so glad I made that decision. Yep. And when you were on the Facts of Life, so the show was picked up by NBC. And originally, um, the first four episodes came out, and then you guys took a little hiatus, and they did a little bit of retooling. Now, when they came back, they didn't have uh, one of the characters, Jenny O'Hara, Miss Mahoney. Do you happen to know, did, did she leave on her own, or did they just didn't want her character? Do you happen to know what that was about? I don't remember at all. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because she disappeared after that, but you did have a big cast on that show. There were um, so Too many, so many great, talented people. A huge cast, though. Um, and the leader of that cast, as we said before, was the late, great Charlotte Ray. And I want to know, what are your memories of Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte worked very hard and, took, and was very professional and took everything very seriously. That's what I remember about her. And um, you also had on there Mr. Bradley, who was played by John Lawler. Do you I have any him. memories of Mr. Bradley? Yes, I do. I have a, a Bershnikov memory of Mr. Bradley. <laughs> um, he, he knew how crazy I was about Bershnikov, and he actually had gone to the men's room. You know, there's only one men's room in the hallway, and like I said, our rehearsal hall was next door to Bershnikov's, and um, I guess he, uh, Bershnikov had left his sweater in the restroom and John Lawler brought it in he goes girl <laughs> look what I have it was Bershnikov's sweater which he gave to me I took it home and slept with it for like two or three days and then I realized because of my conscience it's not my sweater it's Bershnikov sweater and no matter how famous or rich he is it's still his property it's not mine 
So I went to the rehearsal hall and I knocked on the door. I said, I have Mr. Burshnikov's sweater. And one of the dancers was like really obnoxious. He's like, I'll, I'll give it to him. And, you know, he just grabbed it for me and went inside. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was standing outside there. And then the door opened and there stood Mikhail Barishnikov to say thank you to me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> I, used to be, I used to be a dancer as well. I was very into ballet. But um, yeah, he was one of the biggest crushes of my life. Now, there are so many people, like you said, on the show. We're going to go over um, your castmates and see if you have any fun favorite memories of them. So we'll start off with Blair Warner, who is played by Lisa Walshall. Yeah, I, we were very close. We used to spend a lot of time together, you know, off the set. And um, I honestly, 40 years ago, I don't have any memories. I just, I do remember us having sleepovers and going to parties together and things like that. And just really having a good time together. She was a lot of fun. She was very funny. Yep. Very funny. And then I believe the youngest one then would have been Kim Fields, who they put on roller skates, correct? I love Kim. Love Kim. I just, and again, it's hard to have any memories. I, oh no, I do have a memory about Kim. We had a sleepover. <laughs> my grandparents were being my, my caregivers. They, they, were, they were staying with me while I was filming. And I guess, and I didn't know this, but my grandfather had dentures, which he put in a glass when he went to sleep. <laughs> I think Kim saw them in the bathroom and it freaked her out and really scared her. I do remember that. I remember something about, lunch and french fries something about i can't you know well we'd have lunch together every day in the cafeteria but I, honestly i i can't remember what i ate yesterday let, let alone what happened four years ago <laughs> and there was also um sue ann played by julie pikarski mm -hmm. I, I i really honestly i can't, i don't have I don't have any memories. <laughs> That's okay. And then there was also part of the cast was Mindy Cohn, who played Natalie. Mindy, so Mindy and I were, were also very close, and she also became very close with my sisters. Even after I was, I was no longer on the show, I still had a relationship with Mindy for a few years. But, you know, then, but for whatever reasons, you know, it petered out. So, um, but no, I can't, I can't think of anything like, funny or different or interesting okay and then also part of the cast was julianne haddock who played cindy actually julianne i am still in touch with um and and we were very close and she's a lovely woman and um i saw her when i was in los angeles a couple of years ago and she's still as sweet as ever and then also molly ringwald who played molly um don't have any memories of molly okay and then basically um was there anybody on the set um one particular girl that you would say you were the closest with or that you learned a lot from or was it just everybody in general i i don't know maybe it's like in in school where you kind of have you a few friends that you're close to but probably I was the closest with Lisa and then um, Mindy and 
and Kim. Probably. Oh, Julianne too. I don't know. We, we were like, it's hard to remember, honestly. Yeah. And then, um, so you did, um, then after the first season, the show ranked mm -hmm. number 74th in the ratings. So it was kind of at the bottom. I mean, I loved mm -hmm. one. I mean, I wasn't alive, but I was, but I was like, <laughs> I was one. So I had to, so it was funny. So I had to go back and rewatch. Oh, wow. Backwards, uh -huh. which was interesting for me because I had to, you know, I was used to Joe. So then when it was in syndication, I'm like, where did Joe go? Now there's these new girls. I was like, this is confusing to me. Oh, it's like Star Wars. Like, like yeah, like I'm watching everything backwards and I'm like, oh, I was like, I really like these girls that mm -hmm. were there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's, it's a shame, you know, <laughs> there was this cut. But can you tell us, um, you didn't know anything right? Nobody had any idea that this cut was going to take place or anything. When no, it no, we were, I, I, I think that because the ratings were so bad, we thought the show wasn't even going to get picked up. Um, I, I remember, actually remember when I heard that I was cut, I was, I was definitely upset because I was the first person, first, not person, after Charlotte, the first girl cast on the show. And, and I remembered them casting around me, like literally lining up the other girls next to me for heights. And, um, also, there was a lot of frustration over not having uh, a character written for me, even though I was, you know, like a, a strong character. And, but it was such a blessing. I mean, so as a, a young teenage girl, it was incredibly disappointing. But the blessing was that I went to college and, you know, had the time of my life and made lifelong friends and, and, have a, I have a degree from an Ivy League university and now I've been able to use it to be a teacher and, and have, you know, make a huge difference in the world. And uh, so it really was a blessing in disguise. Yep. And so then, many things that happened in my life that wouldn't have happened if I had stayed on the show. Yep. Including and, my son. And then which after- Which is the most important. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then after, you know, the cut, they asked you to come back for a little bit for a couple episodes in seasons two and three. Is that how it worked? I think so. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, yes. Yeah, because you you did um, you did like five episodes between two and three, and then you came back in season eight with the characters of Sue Ann and Cindy in a reunion. Right. Episode. Now that part I remember. I remember because uh, yeah, so my boyfriend at the time got teased about it. <laughs> so, of, so, so what are your read. memories of going back for season eight? So I had just graduated from college and I was dating, I was dating someone at the time. All I remember was he got teased because his friends saw that, you know, I was playing someone who had a child, was having a child out of, I think the character was having, got pregnant. Yeah, out of wedlock. Out of wedlock yeah, yeah. So they were, he was getting teased about that. That's all I remember. That's really what I remember about that. I think, wait, was Cloris Leachman on the show then when I went back? I think yes. I, yes, it was I Cloris. I remember actually Mindy taking me to Cloris Leachman's house and I was really impressed with her and her home. Wow. It was amazing. It was so, her home like was historical. It was just, it was warm and yeah. And she was a lovely lady too. I really liked her a lot. Yeah, I actually got the chance to meet Cloris um, at a convention a few years mm -hmm. ago, which is nice. I got a picture with her and she was very funny in person. Yeah, she's cool. She's a really cool lady. I liked her a lot. Yeah, Min I think Mindy was very close to her because Mindy, Mindy brought me to her house. But again, I, you know, my memory. 
<laughs> and the one interesting thing that I, th I thought was interesting about that episode is because even though you guys really didn't have, you know, too much interaction because you guys were gone at that point with the character of Joe, Nancy McKeon, mm -hmm. um, in that episode, they kind of made it like Nancy McKeon's character of Joe had no idea who you girls were. When in reality, you did film a couple episodes. Yes, really we weird. Filmed. I I know that. I think because I think I had gone to college and I had to take a break to film one or two episodes, and then I remember getting called for another show. Oh, I remember. I got a call to like do an episode of The Waltons. Remember The Waltons? And I I had a psychology test. I was studying psychology. And I, at that moment, I just made the decision. I said, I am not going to work anymore for the next, I don't want to work for the next reason. I don't want to miss my tests and miss this and miss that. And I think I just put a, a, a hold on everything pretty much, except for maybe the summer times. I might've worked in the summer times. But again, 40 years ago, hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I did actually recently see a clip on YouTube, which I thought was interesting, is they were promoting the facts of, it was a commercial for the facts of life. And it was right when it was, so it was from 1979, and it was right when the show was just starting. And they mentioned, you know, Mrs. Garrett, and then they go, Blair, Tootie, Natalie, and Molly are giving her trouble. And they didn't say Nancy, Sue Ann, and Cindy. And I thought that was very interesting. If, did they know something that everyone else didn't know 13 episodes earlier? which I thought was very bizarre that they chose not to say those three characters. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'll, I'll send you the clip. I, I thought it was really bizarre, almost like a foreshadowing, but then it's not like Molly stayed. Molly was gone. Yeah, no, Molly didn't, yeah. But I, and I, that I, was a blessing in disguise for her as well. Yeah, because she wound up, you know, being successful. Her and, career really took off, and it might not have, you know. Yeah. And then after the facts of life, um, you did do a little bit, you were in a movie, Zapped, correct? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That was really fun. Um, I actually, for many years, remained close friends with the director, Bob Rosenthal, and the producer, Jeff Apple. And um, no, it was great. And, and Scott was amazing. He was, he's such a great guy. He was a sweetheart. He was really funny. Willie, too. They were, they were just really, it was very good energy on that set. Very good. I, I, had, I really enjoyed making that movie. And then after that, you went more on the TV production side, correct? Yes. Well, after college. So after college, you know, I did some acting and modeling. Uh, what what but did you I, study in school? What did you study in college? Psychology and film. Okay. So uh, I decided to, while I was also, you know, doing some acting here and there, I decided to start doing some work in production. So I was a production assistant. I was uh, assistant casting. I also was very interested in sports. I was a very big sports fan. And so I worked with CBS Sports and then um, Prime Ticket Network, which now is Fox Sports West. I was working on the Kings games. I worked on the US Open. So I really, really loved working in production. And then when I was started doing like some assisting and casting, I saw how actors were treated and I saw how they were thought of. And I just said to myself, I have an Ivy League education. 
and I am spending my life being treated like a piece of furniture, like who's replaceable. And it made me think, I said, I wanted to you know, really do something different. So I started to segue and, and do more production. And I liked it because I mean, I, I had an education and I wanted to, I really wanted to use it. And I felt like I was using it more in on the production end. But then I had production started changing with, so SAG had a strike one year. And when that strike happened, that's when all the reality shows popped up. They didn't have to hire SAG actors. And so now everything became reality shows. And then I was starting to get hired for reality shows and I hated it. And I said, this is not what I went into this business for. I studied film, I studied film theory and, and, I, and all this um, very deep, <laughs> you know, uh, film analysis and then I'm like why am I like doing these shows that are absolutely idiotic that have like no message or purpose or anything um so and then 9-11 happened and I just said you know what I need to do something else with my life I want to do something that makes a difference so I started doing volunteer work and I worked uh at the Red Cross shelter uh, helping kids with homework. And I worked uh, up in Harlem. Uh, there was a tutorial, uh, uh, what was it called? Something Harlem, I can't remember. Um, and again, was trained to help kids with homework and, and reading to kids and all that. And I loved it. I loved helping kids with their homework and I loved reading to them. And, and I decided, I was like, I wish I could you know, do this and make money. <laughs> so. Now, here's the funny thing. I went to the Department of Ed. I said, I'd like to be a teacher. Here's my Brown University degree, you know. Oh, sorry, you don't have enough education credits. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, they need teachers in New York. This is like the problem of bureaucracy. But anyway, um, I'm not going to get into politics. But I did get it, uh, accepted into a very good program, a teaching fellows program. Uh, which is like Teach for America, and you agree to teach in what they call a hard-to-staff school. Basically, you risk your life every day going into the school. Um, they're, they're troubled schools, and you agree to work, and they pay for you to get your master's. So I studied at night, getting my master's, and during the day, I was teaching up in the Bronx, and I loved it, loved it. It's like I finally found my calling. And the acting, and the production, everything was just leading up to what I'm doing now. Because when I work with children, it's very important to hold their attention. And so, you know, if, if I, I feel like I'm losing a student, like I will not put on a show, but I, sometimes I'll make silly voices or funny faces or whatever it is, but I, I hold their attention. And then the, the whole production aspect of everything I learned about, um, organizing and scheduling and that's very important as well with me with my with my lesson planning and, and other things that it takes to be a teacher so I feel like that was all like the practice leading up to what I'm doing today which is I it's my calling this is my calling yep and then um what, what would you say is has been the most rewarding um thing that's happened to you in your life it actually happened this week well, no, I should, no, 
professionally this week. The most rewarding thing that's ever happened to me is my son. I have been gifted with an amazing, amazing child who's 15 years old now, and he's just, I'm not going to start crying. He's the light of my life. He's, he's just an incredible human being, incredible. And he makes me be a better human being every day. So that is by far the most rewarding as well as sometimes very frustrating because he's a teenager uh, thing in my life, but it's always rewarding. It's always rewarding uh, because uh, even when um, it's difficult, it's, it's, uh, it's growth. It's, it's growth. Um, professionally, I've had quite, quite a lot of, of, I mean, every day is rewarding. You know, a, a child not knowing how to read the minute they start reading, it's like watching a child learn how to walk. Um, but there is a child that I have worked with for many years. And when I first started with him, so um, I was, I was a special education teacher. I still am. I still have children who I work with children with autism, children with ADHD, uh, different types of um, issues. And, and I also work with several typical, uh, many typical children, but I believe everyone has special needs. Everyone learns differently. So, but, um, so there's a child that I've been working with for many years. When I started with him, he was on the spectrum. He had, he was diagnosed with autism, fulfilled all the criteria. And I am trained in a behavior therapy called applied behavioral analysis that is used with children with autism. And through this therapy, um, he, with myself and, and other therapists, and there's also speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy. There's a lot of things that go on when a child has autism. Um, over, took a, you know, a few years, but he lost the diagnosis. And I've worked with several children who have lost their diagnosis. And they, um, the statistic now, it's 10% of children with autism can lose their diagnosis. If it's caught early enough, if it's um, treated properly. But anyway, I still continued to work with him over the years and the family, um, you know, I still work with him and the family just called me yesterday or two days ago and said he got into um, a, the top school in New York, the top school. And I was besides myself. He's yeah, he's among the most, the most intelligent, you know, elite few. That's awesome. In this amazing school. And, uh, yeah, and there's not a trace of anything. He's he's just an amazing kid, an amazing human being, brilliant, and I um, mean, just everything. So that's like watching this child grow up and being part of his development like that. I and it it's incredible. It's such a gift. And now, so we, they did me a favor. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and now, what we want to know is I didn't know that as a teenager, but as yep. an adult, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> What are three facts about Felice's life that we may not know? Mm, nothing I want to share. <laughs> Any uh, cool interests or, or how? Oh, yes. I'm a dissectologist. Okay. So explain to us what that means. I do jigsaw puzzles constantly. That's what a dissectologist is. I am addicted to jigsaw puzzles. I I'm constantly working on one. Actually, wait, I'm going to show you. Hold on. I'm going to flip you know, the camera. You know, I'm good at jigsaw puzzles too because there was Watch. one that said. This oh, is what awesome. I'm working on now. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> I have a special table just for my jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, I'm, I'm I, no, seriously, like, and I know, and I, I know, like, okay, I'm going to finish this in a certain amount of day. Well, like, it only takes a couple of days. I have the next one on order. I never go, like, it is like, I'm like a crack addict. Like, I, if I cannot go without having a puzzle on the stage. Anyway. I, I, when I was younger, I would do the puzzles all the time, and then my dad would glue them. And oh, nice. Frames. So I actually have in my house a couple puzzles that, you know, if from far away, it looks like a beautiful picture. You don't, you don't even know it's a puzzle. But, you know, I always like to joke and say, well, you know, the box said two to four months, and I finished it in a day. So I'm really... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no, I have... And I'm not exaggerating. I have at least at least fifty puzzles in here, and I've given away many. But I do I, I do I do reduce them. You know, I redo them. Yeah. And then I trade them with friends. So that yeah, that's <laughs> that's one fact. Another fact. And now what we're gonna do is we're gonna play the lightning round, where I'm gonna name you two things, and you tell me which one you prefer. So do you prefer hot coffee or iced coffee? Iced coffee, but I don't drink coffee. <laughs> the Yankees or the Red Sox? Yankees! Don't even mention them in the same breath. <laughs> Double dare? But I do have to say, you know who I really love? Yep. Jose Altuve. Anyway, go on. Double dare or fun house? What does that mean? Do you, re do you remember those shows? Those children's game shows from the 80s? I was on Wonderama. Okay, I, I, I remember the name. I'm trying to. And I want a talking viewmaster. <laughs> okay. But I don't know what Double Dare or Funhouse is. With uh, Mark Summers and JD Roth. That might have been after my time. I'm oh. older than you. Okay. <laughs> um, Growing Pains or just the ten of us? Didn't watch either one of them a single episode. Okay. Madonna or Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper. I saw her in concert last last year before the lockdown. She she opened for Rod Stewart. <laughs> she was great. Pac-Man or Donkey Kong? Pac-Man. Favorite ice cream flavor: chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry? Banana. <laughs> I like banana flavor too. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Both. <laughs> Your favorite subject growing up in school, was it history, science, English, or math? History. Still is. What would you prefer to receive on Valentine's Day, candy or flowers? Flowers. The Flintstones or the Jetsons? Ooh, that's tough. I have to call a tie on that one. Okay, and then the final question is, which theme song was better? the season one Facts of Life theme song or the one that went on for seasons two to eight or... <laughs> I don't remember them. <laughs> I, I don't know. Wait, the second one was the Alan Thick one, right? Yeah, the second one where it goes, you take the good. <laughs> oh no, I didn't like that one. No, the first one, the first okay. one. Okay. I definitely like the first one, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining us here You're today. You're welcome. Last. Can that you was fun. Is there anything you'd like to say to all the fans who are watching out there today? Be safe and be well. Okay, and if a fan wanted to contact you, how can anybody reach out to you? 
I am on Instagram, um, FS1117. Okay. All right. Thank you again for joining us here today. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you.